0: Welcome to another inspirational message from Dave Coop, Senior Pastor of Coastal Church in Vancouver, Canada. Wisdom. How do we get wisdom? There's a story of Socrates, and he had a student who wanted to learn wisdom, came to him and said, you know, I'd like to learn wisdom. And so he took him for a walk into the woods, and as it went through the woods, it came to a lake. And Socrates said to the student, let's go down into the water. They went into the water, and when they were about waist deep deeper so, he took this young student by the nap of his neck, and he stuck his head under water. And he held him underwater. The guy's struggling and struggling. And just about when he thinks it's over, he lifts him up. And the student says, what are you trying to do? Kill me? You almost drowned me there. What are you trying to do? And Socrates looked at his student and said, when you want wisdom, as much as you want that next breath, you're going to find wisdom. Now, that's a strong example. But the point is this. Wisdom has to be sought. You have to hunger. Go after wisdom. Get wisdom. We live in an Society in a day where it's information, right? We are the information age, if there ever was. You can go to Google and you can Google something, and it says in 1.6 seconds you had like six trillion pages of information. I don't know how many it is, but it's a lot. And uh, you ever Googled something and gone through all the pages? I've never done that. I used to just take the first two pages. If it doesn't come up in the first two pages, that's it. I re Google, but I don't know what it is for you. But there's a lot of information, more information. ...than we can ever digest or ever use. So, obviously, the challenge today is that we don't have enough information. We have more information today than we have ever have. But with all the information, it doesn't seem to have eliminated the wars in the world. When you look what's happening in North Korea and South Korea, when you look what's happening off the coast of Israel today... ...when you look what's happening around the world, we haven't got rid of the wars with more information... We haven't gotten rid of abuse with more information. We still have child abuse, drug abuse, alcohol abuse. We still have those problems are not less, maybe growing. We haven't got rid of the crime in our city with more information. We haven't got rid of marital breakdown. That hasn't changed, maybe getting worse. We haven't got rid of pornography with more information. Maybe got a lot more struggle with pornography in the world today. So information doesn't necessarily solve your problem, but wisdom, wisdom is the key. And you have a verse there. It says, Proverbs 4, verse 7 to 8, it says, getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do, exclamation mark. Would you look at your neighbor this morning and say, wisdom is the most important thing you can do. Now, some of you are saying like that you didn't really mean it, and some of you didn't even say it. (laughs) So I got my work cut out for me. I can see that. (laughs) But you just got to trust God on this one, okay? Wisdom is the most important thing you can get. You have to go after wisdom. We're used to getting things pretty quick. And if we don't get it quick, we, we tend to get irritated. If our food doesn't come quick enough, we get irritated. If we don't get our, you know, if we... Any type of service we get, if it's not quick enough, we get irritated. We, we like things quick and precise. Now, here's the deal. Wisdom, you're going to have to get wisdom the same way Abraham, the same way Paul did, the same way Luther did, the same way Augustine did, or the same way anybody else did. Wisdom is slow cooker. Okay, wisdom, you have to, wisdom's crock pot. Wisdom is not microwave. Did I make a mistake there? Crockpot? Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe they were called. Do you guys know what crockpots are? Okay. Yeah, see? You guys get this. You have wisdom. <laughs> the church needs wisdom. If we, had, if we had more Bibles, more translations of Bibles, if we had more concordances, if we had more information, more sermons, more things we could listen to, more preachers to listen to, will we be a better church? Not necessarily, because today we have podcasts. You can get any translation of the Bible you want on the Internet. Reams and reams of books that were once only accessible to a few people in the church and seminaries and so forth. You have access to You have them all. You can go online. You have access to libraries. We have more information as a church than we've ever had. But that hasn't necessarily made the church healthier. So what do we need? We need wisdom. Wisdom is the most important thing. And it's so common for us, or makes such sense for us, but yet we just kind of motor through life, say, I'm just going to go do it. And so June is kind of pausing as a church and saying, wait a minute, slow down a bit. I'm going after wisdom. The world around you is driven to get more information. And as Christians, we need to sometimes step back and say, I am going to get wisdom, I will make wisdom my primary thing. I'm not looking just for information. I'm looking for wisdom. Now, there's a wisdom, the Bible says, that's earthly, essential. And then there's a spiritual wisdom. We'll say this again in the message, but wisdom is spiritual. It's, it, it gets into your heart. It's downloaded into your heart. Information is loaded into your brain. Wisdom is loaded into your heart. It's a heart thing. God is a spirit. Those who worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. So wisdom is downloaded into your heart. Information's downloaded into your brain. You need to connect your heart. You sync your heart with God, get wisdom. It comes in different forms, comes different ways. We'll talk some of those ways this morning. Information informs you. We need it. Absolutely. Wisdom transforms us or transforms our situation. If you want a better marriage... Get wisdom. If you want better relationships, get wisdom. If you want a better community, get wisdom. If you want better success, better direction, so forth, get wisdom. Getting wisdom is the most important thing. James says in 1 verse 5 in the book of James, if any of you lack wisdom, you could lack wisdom this morning. Maybe there's a situation in your life that you're struggling with. Maybe you have a problem. Maybe you have a challenge. Maybe there's something in your life that's been a headache for a long time and you're just tired of having that same problem in your life over and over and over again. What do you need? You probably have lots of information. You probably have books on it. You probably have done stuff. What do you need? I suggest we need wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, Paul, James said. So if we lack wisdom... Now, he's talking about this right after he talks about the storms of life. In James chapter 1, he begins by saying... Consider it all joy when you encounter trials in your life. Consider it joy. That the testing of your faith will produce endurance. It'll produce strength in your life. When you go to a gym, you work out with weights, what does it do? Produces strength. When you're in life, you have a trial, what does God say? From God's optics, he says, you're getting stronger. Don't be upset about the trial. I'm making you stronger. Challenges in life make us stronger. And uh, James is encouraging us when we get into the storms of life. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, the storms of life. You can go back and look online if you want to hear that message. The storms of life are designed to make us get stronger. But in the storms of life, what we often lack is wisdom. How do I get out of the storm? Man, what, what's my route out of bankruptcy? What's my route out of this marital challenge? What's my route out of a teenager that's rebellious? I am in a storm. What is my route out? I need wisdom. He we said, well, if you lack wisdom... It didn't say if you lack finances, it didn't say if you lack relationships, it didn't say if you lack uh, health, it says if you lack wisdom, wisdom's the key to get out of your challenge. If you lack wisdom, then he says, and it says, if any, if any lack, then ask, and God will give generously and without reproach. Now that's good news, because sometimes you fill out an application for something and you don't qualify you ever gone to the bank and fill out an application for a loan? And they say, oh, I'm sorry, you don't have enough of this. You can't get the loan. You can't get a mortgage. Or, or you fill an application for school, and they say, no, no, you don't have enough grades. You don't have this. You don't qualify. If you've ever had an application turned down, it's kind of a s- sad feeling you get in the pit of your stomach. Well, when you fill an application for God online, say, God, I need wisdom, and you fill out your application, guess what? Everybody qualifies. He doesn't say, no, no, I'm going to turn down your application. You need a little more education first. What are your credentials? Where did you graduate from? Oh, I'm sorry. That's not an Ivy League school. We don't give that to you. That was, no, no, no. That was a community college. No, no. He, he doesn't do that kind of stuff. He says, oh, can I see your bank book before I hand you this wisdom? Well, how much do you have? Where are your references? Can I, I need 20 reference letters. Can I see your reference letters? Aren't you glad when you go to God? and say, God, I need wisdom. He doesn't put you through the 10th degree. The primary thing you need to get wisdom is just humility. And guess what? If we ask, we're probably already humble. God, I woke up. I can't fix it myself. I need wisdom. God says, I will give it to you generously. Now, either that's a promise or it's not a promise. Either we believe that or we don't believe it. I think when we ask for wisdom, God is going to show up and grant us wisdom. It might come through a friend. It might come through coming to church. It might come through one day you see another situation. It might come through reading the Bible. But God will bring you wisdom, period. That's a fact. You can believe that. He will give you wisdom for your situation. Now, acting on it is another thing. Because sometimes his wisdom doesn't make sense to us, but it's the right thing to do. And you have to say, wait a minute. I will walk by faith and not by sight. I will trust in your wisdom over and above anything else. I'll put you first. Always make sure any wisdom you get lines up with God's word. And just make sure that, because he is the ultimate source of wisdom. <clears throat> what is wisdom? Just a few thoughts on that. Wisdom is making the right choice at the right time. Wisdom is generous. Wisdom is the ability to utilize knowledge and common sense experiences. Wisdom is a spirit. And where God is a spirit. So where God's moving, it's a good place to catch wisdom. Wisdom is a gift from God. You don't earn it. It's given to you. Knowledge involves the mental realm. Wisdom comes from the heart. Webster defines it as to discern right and truth and to judge or act accordingly. To act according to the right decision. See, the world often we judge wisdom by how many degrees you have, how many things you have, where you live, who you know. That's how we will often judge wisdom. And wisdom may be related to all those things. God looks primarily on wisdom based on your relationships. Your relationship with him, your relationship with others. That's why the book of Proverbs is a lot to do with relationships. A number of years ago, I went to India. It was my first missions trip. I went to India, and it was tough. I have to admit, I, uh, I, I did not fall in, India, in love with India my first trip there. And uh, I need to go back because people tell me I just didn't have the best experience. But it was... It wasn't their fault. It was my fault. I, I was visiting by myself and just was really overwhelmed. And it was my first mission trip. And sometimes on that first mission trip, you can have culture shock. I had culture shock on the interior of India in some of those small villages. It just overwhelmed me. And when I was when I flew out of India, I was very thankful to land in Hong Kong and I found a McDonald's. It was so good. <laughs> a Big Mac never tasted so good in all my life. I thought, oh, the Golden Arches. I know that and. Uh, I didn't have to eat off a of banana leaf, and I, and nothing wrong with that culture. I just was, it was just so refreshing to open a Styrofoam case and eat <laughs> a McDonald's burger. Anyhow, the next day I was taken to um, a, f- a friend of mine had said, "Go to Nikki Pollinger's church when you're there. She's a friend of mine. Introduce yourself and go to her church." And so I said, "Okay, I'll go to Nikki." Uh, Jackie, Jackie Pullinger's church, I'll go to Jackie's church, and so I went in there, and I said, you know, my friend has sent me here, and said, oh, great, come, sit down, come up front and sit with us, and so I sat down, and the preacher was that day from Taiwan, he was a Chinese pastor in China primarily, but at different churches around the world, and I was sitting on the front, and at the end of the message, he said, you know what, I need to talk to you, and you're kind of, ooh, you know, he's, Calling me on, I don't know what this is about. And uh, anyhow, I said, uh, let's meet for breakfast tomorrow. We met for breakfast, an amazing talk. His name was Timothy. And at that time, his church in China had over a million people in it. And then he had a church in Taiwan as well. So he was a major leader. And as we sat down and talked, and he heard my story, and I'd been teaching Bible school, and he said, you know what, you should come teach at our Bible school. I said, well, I would like to do that. I'd be an honor to do it. He said, well, before you do that, I have to meet your wife, I have to meet your children. And I have to know about your, how you handle your business. And if you pass that, then you can come speak. I'd never been asked that. I've never been asked that since. But he wanted to know if my wife and I were in love, if my kids loved God, and we had a good relationship with my children, and how my affairs were around me. You see, that, he was looking for wisdom. He, wasn't, he didn't ask me, What are your degrees? He didn't ask me how much money I had, he didn't ask what I owned. He asked me, how are your relationships? If you go to Timothy and you go to Titus, those books, you'll find that Paul said, when you pick a leader, make sure that they have these things in line because that's where you'll find wisdom. Wisdom is much more related to our relationships than the things we have. Because if that's in order, guess what? The rest falls into place. If you don't believe me, just visit somebody who's dying. In the last moments of their life, they're not thinking about things, money. Another trip. They're thinking about my relationship with God and my relationship with others. So wisdom's important in our life, we've got to make a thousand decisions this week, thousands of decisions next week. We need wisdom in everyday life because that affects the important things in our life. So it's good that we study wisdom. Solomon was a man of great wisdom. We read in first Kings four twenty-nine to thirty, and God gave Solomon wisdom. God gave Solomon wisdom. If you like underlying that, if God gives Solomon wisdom, he is not a respecter of persons. If he will give Solomon wisdom, if in James he says, ask for wisdom, I've got good news for you. He will give us wisdom. He will download wisdom into your heart, knowing what to do at the right time, make the right decision. With your children, sometimes we need wisdom where to put our kids in school. We get asked that a lot. Where should I put my kids in school? We've had our kids in private school, we've had our kids in public school, we've had our kids homeschool, we've had our kids on school online, and every season is different. But you need the wisdom from God. What do I do in this season with my child regarding who do I marry, who don't I marry? We We need wisdom in life. God gives us wisdom. He gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart. It didn't say largeness of mind, largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. Thus Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of the East and all the wisdom of Egypt. How many of those some wise people in Egypt? Built some pyramids, you know, the Sphinx. Have you ever been to Egypt? That took some wisdom to put all that together. Solomon excelled all that. He had this amazing wisdom. Now, the good news is a lot of that wisdom he put down here under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in the book of Proverbs. And if you have a Bible, you have access to it. What if I told you this morning, I have a book written by one of the smartest men, if not the smartest man in all history. He lived thousands of years ago. And it's been preserved throughout the years, handed down. Not a thing has been changed. It's still, you can go back to the original, even read the original. It's been translated our language. It's been translated to other languages. And thousands and thousands of people have studied it. And those who have lived by it and studied it have become successful. I'd like to give this to you today we'd all say, oh, I'll read that. I'll study that. You have it. It's Proverbs. Now, you have an enemy who does not want you to read it because he does not want you to be successful. He does not want you to have wisdom. But you can take Proverbs, 31 Proverbs, read one a day, and you will download wisdom. It's amazing how it works. Something will just pop out to you every day. You might say, well, I've already done that. I've read through Proverbs. I don't think I need to do it again. No, we have to do it daily. Daily. You eat rice more than once, right? You eat potatoes more than once, right? You have bread more than once, right? Well, this is the bread. This is the living bread. We feed our spirits, our hearts, so that we have wisdom in the decisions of life. The bottom line is this. God does not want you messed up. He doesn't want your life to look like a mess. He came to give you life, life more abundantly, and you're going to make a bunch of decisions this week. I'm going to make a bunch of decisions this week, but if I don't have wisdom from God on how to make those decisions, I'm not going to get it right. Why do we need wisdom? One of the reasons we need wisdom is because we don't see the whole picture. We won't have partial information. If you're a company and you've got to make a decision, do I buy or don't don't I buy this? None of us ever have all the information. As a Christian businessman or businesswoman, you have the advantage because you have the wisdom of God to help you make a decision. And it is for everybody. Solomon had it. He did a lot of business. Solomon did a lot of business study his life wow some of the things about his life in one year he made more that got paid in gold and he made got paid more than 25 tons of gold one year that's a pretty good salary 25 tons of gold that's a billion dollars just in gold alone the building that he built the temple cost 87 billion dollars and they built that over a period of seven and a half years took 30,000 Jews and 153,000 Canaanites to build it over seven and a half years. At his table, people that he had, that he fed, I don't know how many people you feed around your table, your supper table, but he fed 14,000 on a daily basis. They had That meant every day they butchered 30 cows and 100 sheep every day just to feed the people around him. Give the scale of this man. He was definitely considered one of the wisest men that ever lived. There's an example in your Bible. One day... He had different cases that came to him. And this one must have made its way through the ranks and got to him. And two hookers came to see him. And they were fighting over a baby. And one said, no, it's my baby. And I said, no, it's my baby. This is before the day of DNA sampling. And so he had a a different way. Today we just say do a DNA sample. It would be much quicker. But before DNA sampling, he had to solve the problem. And so they brought this two supposed mothers and a baby. And they said to Solomon... They, they, they're they fighting over the baby. And Solomon said, oh, it's not hard to solve. We can fix that. Bring me a sword. We'll cut it in half, give each mother half, and we've got it solved. Sounds brutal, but the real mother said, no, 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 no. She can have the baby. Please don't kill the baby. It was an example of Solomon's wisdom, understanding. There's other examples that are recorded historically that are not in the Bible, uh, but all of them just point to that clear thinking, clear-minded, common-sense wisdom That's available for us. Why do we need wisdom? Number one, we only have partial information. No matter what we're deciding on, we don't have the big picture. God has the big picture. If I'm traveling in my car, you probably do the same thing if I'm going out of town. One of the first things I do is I go to 730 on the dial or 1130 on the dial because that's where I get traffic reports. And I figure out, okay, what's the tunnel like? What's the bridges are like? And based on what they tell me, I'll make my decision. Because in my little car where I am on the street, I, mean, no, I only have partial information. I can't see a lot. I see a little bit down the street, a little bit around me. But I really don't know the best route to take. But there's an eye in the sky, the chopper in the sky that say, hey, don't take this bridge, take that bridge. And based on that information, which is wisdom... I will take that direction. And when we have a situation in life, we need to call God in the sky, so to speak, his perspective, his view, and say, God, what do I do? Which way do I go? I need your wisdom on the decisions that I need to make in life. That's available to us. We only have partial information, so we need wisdom. We all make a lot of decisions every day. And where you are today, in your life, in your marriage, in your home, in your business... I hate to break it to you, but uh, you are just the sum total of your decisions. And where you'll be a year from today, June 2011, will be the sum total of the decisions you make between now and then. Guess what? I need wisdom. You need wisdom. Between now and next year, we need this kind of wisdom in our life. And, uh, And also we need wisdom because we live in a society that's often confused between right and wrong. And sometimes your decisions that God gives you to make will look really weird to your friends around you. They'll go, what are you doing? You're doing what? You're waiting to have sex until you get married? What's with that? It's wisdom. That's what that is. But you're so old-fashioned, or you're this, you're that. You know what? I'm just choosing wisdom. I'll wait till that day. I can read you the stats if you want. I can read the stats of STDs. I, you can read you the stats of marriages that don't work because they had sex before marriage. I can go through all the stats if you want. It'll back it up. But when we're in the moment, we forget the stats and we just say, "Well, everybody else is doing, that's the earthly wisdom. Godly wisdom says, "Wait a minute. And if you want, the science will back it up. The stats will back it up. Thank you for that one come on out there. <laughs> Godly wisdom. Ephesians 5, 15 to 17 says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. The Bible says, the Bible actually commands us to be wise. Today's vernacular might say, smarten up. <laughs> I, I've given you the clues here. I, I'm showing you how to do this. Okay, quickly, how do we get wisdom? Number one, wisdom comes from the fear of the Lord, humility. If we're asking for wisdom, it's already a good sign that we have wisdom. Proverbs nine ten: the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. That's where wisdom starts with the fear of the Lord. Now, in that, and here's a couple of verses to write down in your notes. I don't have them in there, but put them down there. Proverbs 8.33. If you want to write that one down. Proverbs 8.33. Look that up maybe when you go home later. Proverbs 10.8. 8.33. 10 verse 8. 22 verse 17. You'll find that all these verses talking about hearing. In order to get wisdom, you have to listen. Proverbs twelve fifteen talks about counsel. Fifteen thirty one talks about counsel. Twelve fifteen, fifteen thirty one. To get wisdom, you have to be able to listen to others. If it's, I know what I got it all together. It's, if it's, if you got it all figured out and you're so smart, you don't have to listen. You don't have to ask questions. God bless you. We'll pick you up later out of the ditch. But until then, <laughs> go for it. I'm not going to stop you. Wisdom listens. Wisdom seeks counsel. Wisdom obeys it. If you got an attitude, if you got pride, I really feel for you because you will fall. It's just a matter of time and you will fall. I didn't make that up. That's what God's word says. Humble yourself, you get grace. Get pride, don't need wisdom. Got to figure it out. Don't need anybody else. I got my internet. Your internet is not a person. You need people in your life. Even in this age, we're designed to have people in our life. More than Facebook, by the way. More than Twittering. Thank God for that. But we need face-to-face dialogue with mentors, smarter people, over a cup of coffee saying, I'm in a situation. What do you think I should do? Give me your wisdom. You're older than I am. You're more experienced. I need wisdom. Talk to me. How do I do this? Draw it out. Get wisdom. Here. Take wise counsel. God still speaks through other people today. He still speaks through other Christians. He still speaks through mentors. He speaks through grandpas. He speaks through dads. He speaks through moms. He speaks through uncles and aunts. He speaks through other people. He speaks through young people, through teens. Sometimes kids will say the right thing at the right time. It's just so common. How come I didn't see that? My kids will sometimes say something. Ooh, yeah, you're absolutely right. So God can bring wisdom to us. The key is to ask and, uh, and be ready for it. Asking for wisdom. Being humbly about it. Uh, wisdom comes from Christ. Ephesians 1, 16 to 17. Do not cease to give thanks for you. Paul's praying here. This is the prayer that he prays. Now, folks, if, if he prayed this for the church, here's the clue. If your kids need wisdom, pray the same prayer. If your mom needs wisdom, pray the prayer. If your, your rebellious child needs wisdom... Here's the pray, prayer to pray right here. I don't give, I cease to give thanks for you. So first of all, I'm thankful for this person. I make mention of you in my prayers. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. Look at this. Again, he's giving it to us. We don't have to work for this. You've got to work for degrees. You've got to work for your money. But this he gives to you. Smile. This is a good thing. <laughs> he gives us Wisdom. This is given to us. He gives us wisdom. And it's a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Colossians 1.9. For this reason, we also, since we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you, to ask that you be filled with knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So God again wants to give us this, give us this wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1.30. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, 91 times, that's in the Bible, that we're in Christ, who became for us wisdom from God. And righteousness, sanctification, redemption. We talk a lot about righteousness, sanctification, redemption in the church. But look at wisdom, it's right up there on top. I'm glad I'm redeemed from darkness. I'm glad he's cleaning my life up. I'm glad for all that. But right at the top there, God wants to give us wisdom. Oh, happy day. You know what? When you hang out with God, He makes you look a lot smarter than you actually are. (laughs) Because we're not that smart. It took a lot of wisdom to get a building on the anchor block in the heart of the city, under the apex of the skyline, to put together all this. It took a lot of wisdom to do it. And guess what? We're not that smart. God's really smart, and He gave us wisdom to do it. He gives you wisdom in your business, He gives you wisdom in your home, He'll give you wisdom in dating. Man, I haven't had a date for two years. Didn't get asked out on Valentine's Day. I'm going to watch more TV. I'm going to read more books. I'm going to get in shape. And, you know, nothing wrong with that. But maybe you just need to say, God, give me wisdom. I don't know how he got that babe. Man, he's, he looks such a loser. How did he ever get that? Look <laughs> at the way he dresses. Tries that old Ford Pinto. And he's just... <laughs> He works at McDonald's and he's dating. I can't believe it. How did he do that? I don't know. Maybe he had wisdom. How in the world did she get him? How did she get asked out? Look, I mean, look, at. I'm in shape. and uh, I, I, I'm wearing the latest clothes. And, man, I, I'm on Facebook, Twitter. How did she get asked out? And she's got an engagement ring. How did that happen? And maybe she asked for wisdom. Just trying to help, folks. Just trying to help. (laughs) This is practical stuff. Number three, wisdom comes from the Word. Read a proverb a day. We talked about that. And then wisdom also comes in the storms of life. We mentioned that earlier. In the challenges, in that crucible where God works on our life, we get wisdom. Don't shrink back from the challenges of life. Say, okay, God, what are you teaching me here? I'm going to get wisdom here. I'm going to smarten up here. Show me God intentionally puts us in challenging situations because then we hunger for him. He'll never make a life for you that he's not necessary. You, you will need God. There'll be times, God, where are you? It's in that moment we're going to download the wisdom. We'll go after We'll get counsel. We'll go into his word. We get to church, and we, we get ourselves equipped, and we learn, and we, we hunger for it. Hunger for wisdom. Go after wisdom. I know we got a lot of information. Information overload. Go to university, they give you stacks of books, stacks of books, and stacks of studying to buy a company, stacks of this, stacks of that. Sometimes you've just got to pull back and say, okay, God, there's information all around me, but today I need your wisdom. Wisdom is a spirit, and it starts with your spirit connected with God's spirit. That's first and foremost is to say, God, I need that connection with you. And if you haven't connected with God and received his love for you, Uh, then it's difficult to download that wisdom. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to download free notes from this message or find out more information about Pastor Dave Coop, then we invite you to visit our website at www.coastalchurch.org.